1: Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful,
0: but always hilarious world of anime. And I wish I could just take all of anime and let it go, let it go, let it go. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase.
1: Oh man, Remington, the year is almost over. We have survived 2019.
0: I, I was hanging on by a, a thread for, for quite a while during during this year, especially through this anime-related excursions of ours, uh, but I, I have nearly made it. I am almost there. Yeah, you only have a couple days left, and wouldn't it be just tragic if you were horribly killed in the last couple days? Well, that, I, I guess we'll just have to see what anime we're watching and... If it doesn't kill me, maybe I'll do it myself. We'll see.
1: Honestly, Remington, the anime I've chosen today is a bit of a... It's a bit of a strange one. Oh, fuck. Like, strange in the way that Cars is strange.
0: Uh, Okay, when you say Cars, are you talking about the the, uh, delightful Pixar film Cars, where uh, it's about cars, or are you talking about big, muscly cars?
1: Well, I'm talking about uh, the Pixar
0: movie, and you liked Cars? Uh, uh, I mean, when I was a kid, I liked it. I have never seen Cars 2 or Cars. I think there's a third. There is. Uh, you don't I need have, to. <laughs> I've not heard great things about either of them, uh, so they've not solely the legacy. Uh, the le- Ooh, God, you should really
1: go back and rewatch the original Cars because it do- all it does is make me confused and angry. Lightning
0: McQueen is my waifu.
1: Oh, g- k- <laughs> ciao. <Ka-chow. laughs> Uh, also, slight, slight tangent, do you remember what, like, the quote-unquote villain's uh, tagline was there when he decided to take the thunder uh, mantle? You're assuming I remember who the villain was. <laughs> it was the green car with the mustache.
0: <laughs> it had a mustache?
1: Yeah, yeah, it had a front grill that looked like a big black mustache.
0: I totally remember, and I'm not just Googling car's villain. <laughs> Now be careful, you might get the
1: evil spy villain from the second movie.
0: Okay, no, I see him. I do not remember this guy at all. Oh, really? And yet you <laughs> enjoyed the
1: movie, huh?
0: I mean, when when did Cars come out? It
1: was like 2006, I think. Let's see. Or am I really grossly overestimating? It might have been closer to 2009. I don't know, man. All I know is that... It's confusing. It's pro- ah, 2006. You were right. Ah, see, look, I know my Disney, even though I have a lot of problems with Disney. <laughs>
0: uh, but then again, who doesn't these I, days? I don't know what, what you're talking about. It's a delightful monopoly that has our best interests at heart and controls everything we see at all times. Thanks for that stack of cash, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> this is really nice of you. Oh, man. If we could get in bed with Disney, <laughs> if, I will take that fat snack of Disney cash. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong. I love integrity, but I love, like, being able to survive way more. <laughs> I mean, if we
1: got that Disney bank, oh. we we would be fine. We could make a podcast about anything we wanted. Exactly. Uh. Uh, but instead, no, no, no. We We have to make one about anime. And the anime we're talking about today is... It gives me some of the
0: same questions that cars gave me. How do they make Lightning McQueen so damn cool? How does Lightning McQueen and the girl... The girl? Really? How do they make sweet love? Uh, Presumably an exhaust pipe is involved, but maybe a trunk. I don't know. Uh, Okay, so... You're joking, but that is literally one of the questions I have had. Oh no, no, I don't. Because, want, no, no. because, let's be
1: honest, Remington, cars doesn't make a lot of sense. No, no, not not really. Because they treat the cars as if they were human, mostly, just with yep. some things replaced with car stuff, and that raises a lot of questions. Uh, questions like one: How do they reproduce? Uh, if do they get sick? Uh, if they do get sick, is replacing parts? uh ethical thing to do if you take all, most of the parts from one car and put them into a new car does that change the original car or does it make a brand new car good old theseus
0: cars yeah uh, it- <laughs> and, and and then you got the question of like what what's the, the origin story what's the adam and eve in the car's world exactly how, how did is there is a car's god because there has to be because there's oh, cars holidays what, what like, vehicle would the car's god be oh let's be real what if what if it's just like a horse-drawn cherry? <laughs> that could vary a palanquin,
1: I think, maybe. <laughs> just just to uh, a box with some sticks.
0: There you go. And it's like, there it is. There's the platonic ideal that yeah. we, have, we have deviated so far from. But like, because did you know that there are uh,
1: shorts, like Cars shorts that have come out in the years following the Cars uh, films?
0: Not to be confused with uh, Cars pants or Cars tops. We're talking about Cars shorts here. Yeah, after all, Cars shorts are comfy and easy to wear. Exactly. Uh, so little little short videos. I, I, I mean, I guess that makes sense. There's actually an obscene amount of them. I have not kept track with the the deep lore,
1: <laughs> the deep lore of Kart.
0: Look, <laughs> let me put it this way, Rem.
1: <laughs> I have a family who's Disney obsessed. Oh, okay. And so I learn all of this Disney crap through osmosis, and my you, lo- you
0: you you're forced to study it from a young age. Yeah, right? yeah. Training you in that's why you're stuck in the basement to to train you to be a Disney scribe. Yeah, I am a a, a
1: forefronter of the Disney scholar. If you ever wanted to go to Disneyland with anybody, I'm the guy to do it because I know all the tips and tricks. <laughs> I'm not proud of that fact, but I do. I also know how to cheat the Disney system, which I'm not going to say here because I do not want Disney to come after my ass. All right, so from what I
0: understand, this week we're we're watching the great New Year's classic, Cars. No. <laughs> no, no, no. We're actually watching an anime. I'm just drawing the comparison
1: between Cars. Okay. Because with all the different shorts of Cars, it adds more questions than answers to the lore. Like you get interactions with uh, holidays, interactions with other characters, interactions with classic films and weird, carified versions of everything. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Nope. And I, while researching today's anime, I couldn't help but think of all these same questions while at the same time going, well, that's kind of cute. Uh, okay, but was, I, I
0: like that. That's hopeful for me.
1: But at the same time... I don't understand what's going on because I don't understand how this world came to be. What are the rules? What are the laws of this plane of existence? Are, are
0: we just revisiting uh, what was the really wacky one? Joe? Is that the crazy one? Uh, that is a crazy one, but Joe makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. We're going real off the rails then.
1: Yeah, because today, Remington, the anime we're talking about is a show about
0: cats. Okay, good start. Good start but not really. Okay. It's also a show about fruit. Okay. But not really. So, we're watching a double feature of Revisiting Fruit's Basket and the just released Cats movie. Oh god, please no. <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready. That's a weird
1: combo. I uh, ooh. I mean, oh god, I don't want to talk about that movie. It's an abomination to say to say the least. Uh, Cats is my favorite anime. Jesus Christ. It's just going to spawn a new generation of horrible furries. <laughs> and I don't want that.
0: I want no, I want my furries to be nice and wholesome. Exactly. He says horrible furries to delineate from the genuinely fine furries of which there is a difference. We Sean and I, we will defend the the good furries out there uh but let's face it there are a lot of furries out there that are problematic really make us concerned for our well-being and theirs yeah i i've had one too many
1: squeaky toys in my face to really accept far too many of the uh, extreme variety
0: all right so we're we're watching weird furry hentai what is it sean
1: well remington what are two things you would never expect to be combined
0: Well, if the answer is cats and fruits, then I feel like I had a spoiler, I'll be honest. Yeah, (laughs) because
1: today, Remington, we're watching an anime that is simply titled uh, Bananya. Oh, okay. Bananya. And it's literally a show about cats that are also bananas.
0: Wait, <laughs> so it's not like there are some cats, there are some bananas. There is, it's a is, they're all banana cats. It's an
1: eldritch horror abomination of smushing a cat into a banana.
0: Okay, so like, is it just like a cat hidden in a peel that you can undo and then it's a normal cat or is it? We don't know. It seems to be that
1: to an extent, but they never leave the banana. So we don't know for certain.
0: So like a hermit crab, but it's a hermit cat and it's a banana. Or it might be a part of the banana. We don't know. (laughs) I I have no idea how to respond. I'm I'm unsure.
1: I'm just trying to
0: process what I've been told.
1: Here's a step-by-step of how the first episode goes. Okay. We see a kitchen with some hanging bananas. One of the bananas wiggles a bit.
0: Wait, 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 wait. I already have a very important question, Sean. What's the question, Rem? All right. So it's a kitchen and you got a banana and then it's going wiggle, is going to reveal it's a banana cat. So this seems simple. So it's not just banana cats. There just happen to be banana cats, but they're normal people too. We don't know. What do you mean? We don't know. They're in a normal kitchen. Yep. That implies that you have someone beyond the banana cats. At this point Are in the, the show- Banana Cats eating the Banana Cats? Are they making Banana Cat bread? We don't know, Remington. What do you mean we don't know?
1: <laughs> That's what makes the show so strange. Uh I've only was able to research about half of the first season. There are two seasons of this, by the way. <laughs> the second season just recently started airing.
0: So so uh, in your mind, Sean. You're trying to figure out, I'm, pu- I'm putting myself into your shoes. Yes. You're trying to figure out how do we end this great year for Anime Out of Context? We have grown so large. We've started a Patreon. We've started Discord. We have a community. Now everything is great. It's been a phenomenal year for Anime Out of Context. How do we bookend 2019 Banana Cats? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I figured what better way than to end a year of triumph,
0: of torture, of insanity than with Banana Cats. You know, I, I feel like this is somewhat appropriate for, for one main reason. When getting to the core of, of anime out of context, John, a lot of people think it's about the surprising moments that I actually like a thing or, or me ripping into things or me being punished and tortured uh, or or my, my analysis of different things or my adoration of cute things. But I don't think anime out of context fundamentally is any of those things. I think at the heart of anime out of context is me being confused. In which case, this is a perfect send-off for the year. <laughs> exactly,
1: Remington. Because if this anime can confuse me... Then that says a lot. And yes, yes, all of you out there who have seen the show, it's a kid's show. It's only three minutes long an episode. It's only three minutes long an episode? Yeah. It's a, it's a short little kid's show that gets kind of slapdashed next to other kids' anime. What the fuck are we doing? And I ask you this. There is a cat father and a, a banana cat baby and banana cat children, banana cat siblings, and banana cat romance. How does it work? I'm not just pulling these questions out of my ass. They are presenting with me a world and race of banana
0: folk. And I just don't know how any of it works. I got great news for you, Sean. What? Two things. Number one, when it comes to hyper-analyzing things that were never meant to be hyper-analyzed to such a great degree, look no further than your man right here. Second of all, when it comes to finding out all of the sex and procreation in a children's show, as we saw from Pokemon, I'm your man. <laughs> you have come to the professional to find the answers to these questions, John. Cool. And I, I want to promise to all of those who don't understand Banana Cats, including myself right now, By by the end, by the second half, after I've seen it, I'm going to give those answers to you guys.
1: And that's why I brought you on to this project, Remington, because I have so many questions and hopefully we can answer some of them. Let's delve into the mystery, the eldritch horror that is Bananya. What the
0: fuck, though? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after consuming the entire first season of 2016's *Benania*, and honestly, I have more questions than I have answers. In Remington, please, you have you have to soothe my mind. You have to. Bring back the peace
0: that I once had pre-Banania. All right, first let's cut through the fluff. Let's talk about like Banania as a show. It's adorable. It's amazing. Go watch it right fucking now. It's only three minutes per episode. Go watch it. It's astounding. Some of the best television I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Go see it. No biases here, clearly. Now that that's over with, that's all. That's all I intend on discussing. <laughs> <laughs> About About the show itself. Yeah, about it on like a critical basis.
1: Yeah, you don't, nothing else, nothing about the specific characters, nothing about the- All of the
0: characters are amazing. (laughs) Unironically, had better and more efficient character and relationship development, well, more so just character development, uh, than the vast majority of Shonen that you've shown me on this show. And I do not mean that ironically. Uh, Uh,
1: Okay, just in case you wanted a way to piss
0: somebody off. Great. Awesome. But- that if if you're looking for the critique the review it's amazing go watch it like that's it's the most adorable thing go check it out what if i told you it only had a uh, 6.7 on that. That is a fucking abomination upon man and God. I'll tell you that right now. It deserves way higher. Go watch it. Go rate it much higher because it deserves much more. I implore you. It'll take you like 40 minutes out of your day. Just go do it, you sons of bitches. You're a moe piece of shit, you know? All that? right. Now that we've moved on from that, can we get to the serious business? Yes, the serious <laughs>
1: The in-depth lore analysis of Bananya. How does the world work? What are the rules? What makes this eldritch abomination make
0: sense? Tell me, Remington. I have to know. I've been staying up all night thinking about it. All right, so normally I take notes all about how I feel about that. Did that a little, doesn't matter. I was mostly taking notes specifically on information gathering data creating hypotheses proving or disproving them right uh, proper detective bullshit i've taken more notes on bananya than you're really showing your dick. shows so uh God. so here <laughs> it's a detective joke <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's how i think we need to break it down Sean. how first i think we need to take a look at what i believe is the most important character in all of this Not Bananya himself, no, the narrator. The narrator. The narrator, Sean. Because the narrator, he is not simply an external observer. He is not simply watching or telling us all of this. No, he is a part of this world. He has a relationship with these banana cats, and that is established within the world. So he is not some omniscient god telling us this information. He is the number one asset in conveying this information information to us from a first-hand perspective. He appears to be a scientific observer of some regard. And certainly, but he also seems to be more of a layman. Due to his nature, you can tell that he isn't nearly as rigorous as you would expect like a scientist or a detective to be. Nonetheless, he has a very fascinated interest in this type of thing. So, uh so initially one of my thoughts was what if What if the narrator has crafted these things and now he's studying them? But that doesn't make sense for a lot of reasons. That was disproven. Uh, In fact, he has not been here as long as at least one of the cats. And that cat being the Black Cat. Black Cat, uh, known as Black Cat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he he references how he does not know. How well, it's black, black banana. So yeah. all right, black banana. He does not know how black banana cat got here. He does not know, which implies that the black banana cat got here beforehand. Now. This also seems like they came at different times, though maybe they all came at once. Though if they all came at once, wouldn't he have a similar inquisitive mind about I don't know where all of the others came from? Who knows where any of them come from? No, he specifically singles out the the black banana cat. All right. Now, we, we can look at when these cats came to it, and you could easily say, well, Daddy Cat has to have been the first one, but that's not necessarily true. While Daddy Cat is the oldest one, right, that doesn't mean he's been in the house for the longest. It also raises a fascinating question, why is the narrator so fascinated on Bananya himself, the main cat, as opposed to the others? Sure, he's fascinated with the others, but is it because this cat was first? Well, it couldn't have been first because, uh, or at least he can't have known that it was the first if Banania was, because we know that at least one cat came before he showed up, and he doesn't know the circumstances of that. So, at best, he doesn't know the circumstances that Banania showed up. So, that can't be why he focuses on Banania, Sean. Not to mention,
1: Banania is clearly not unique. He has. Three siblings that are all
0: basically identical twins. Exactly. Uh, though it does seem that while they are siblings, that they they seem to be younger. They seem to be a bit more juvenile despite looking exactly like him. Yeah, but, a younger triplet set. Yeah, and with them being a, a, a lot a lot more simple, this shows that genetics do play a large part just as the, the two tabbies, although different colors, are uh, also siblings. So we have two siblings, but then we look at this genealogy. Daddy Banana Cat is not the dad to Baby Banana Cat, which you would assume would be the case, but no, it just says that despite their age difference, they're good friends. I mean, can't you be friends with your parents though, Rem? Yes, but if that was the case. Don't you think that's how it would have been described? But the narrator, the one studying all of this, does not tell us this. And we can tell that the entire point of this show, Sean, is for the narrator to share with us his discoveries, his amazing discoveries about the banana cats. He wants the world to help help him understand these banana cats, and he will help us understand them in return. And it it has been three years since his last thesis. See, and I, I don't know what happens in season two i don't know how much of this is confirmed or contradicted but there's also some very fascinating evidence we need to look at external to the narrator right uh namely let's look at the nature of banana cats (laughs) okay and how unnatural they are so uh, a question has to be is are they just small cats in banana peels or is the banana peel a part of the cat right Uh, Now, at the beginning, it leads you to believe that at very least it's like a a hermit crab situation because it opens saying that the cats live in these peels, not that they are these peels. It has a differentiation. At the same time, I've come to believe that these peels very much are a part of them. They're able to reseal them and manipulate them at their will, albeit at less control than their main cat-like body parts. So how can you say they live in them well in the same sense that you say that uh, a snail or turtle always carries its home. So a turtle shell or a snail's shell is going to be the equivalent of the banana cat's banana peel. Does that make sense, Sean? I think it does, Rem. All right, so uh, then uh, a few other things that are very fascinating to note. You may wonder, well, what about normal cats and normal bananas? And we can see that in this world, one, there's plenty of normal people. Two, we see a normal cat in one of the episodes proving that not all cats are banana cats. And we believe we see normal bananas. However, this is a little bit of an inference because it's never firmly established that it is a banana. Uh, The bananas that we see, the, the, the best most banana that we see is a chocolate covered banana. Because it is not covered by its peel. It is covered by chocolate, but you can still see a little bit of its banana quality. You could say that that is simply a banana cat that has been covered in chocolate and it just looks a lot like a banana. Uh, But I think all reasonable evidence that that's a possible belief, but it leads more that there are normal bananas in this world. Also,
1: I'm uh, not to break your uh, scientific breakdown, but how fucked up is it that the main character
0: wants to be a chocolate covered banana? Oh, Sean. Sean. You you've just touched uh, not on my scientific venture, but upon the, the 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 crisis of this show. The crisis. Because they, but I, I let's get philosophical once we're done getting scientific. Okay, fair enough. Because fair enough. I want to say right now there there is a a fucked up hidden story here that that is more tragic than you realize. But it's separate from the science. All right, that's the art. We we need to finish with the science and then we'll get to the. Okay, part. okay. I'm sorry, for interrupting. Please continue. So we can see that these banana cat creatures, these are, they seem to be in our actual world, right? Or at least based in our actual world where there are normal cats, normal bananas, but there are also banana cats. Now one might seem to believe, well, in this strange household filled with banana cats, it must be something with the household. Ah ha ha. But not only do we see that a neighboring house has at least one banana cat who frequently comes over, though that makes it, seem like there are not many other banana cats because it comes over relatively often. Maybe it would go to the others. So it might be a limited resource. And also, once they were at the grocery store for an episode, John, they meet some foreign banana cats. And these foreign ba- banana cats, they have different personalities. They're from different places. And I will stress that it is said that they are raised elsewhere, not that they are grown elsewhere. This is the terminology it uses, which believes uh, that it's, it's likely to be a, a live birth. And they're only mildly racist. Uh, they're they are a little bit racist. They they do say the black cat is too black. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then the depictions of the foreign banana cats are also. Hey, hey, he's just, he's, he's from the land of curry. It's not the land of curry. And oh, boy. Uh, but, but beyond, it just proves it's more in our world because you can have racist depictions of things, which happens a lot in our world. So we can see that it's all the inner world. It's not just a circumstance that happens within this house. In fact, these banana cats, they play by Toy Story rules. All right, if they do not want to be seen and if someone comes into the room, then they will transform into a banana. They don't want to be seen by humans, though it's never explained exactly why. It also raises the question, if they are trying to avoid being recognized by humans, Sean, then why does our narrator constantly watch them and observe them? And we turn back to the number one important character in all of this, Sean. Now, Sean, here's what I think is the situation. The narrator is never addressed, even by the the human mother character, right? Uh, who who w- wanders around, uh, despite him clearly being there, clearly talking, uh, clearly narrating all of these things. He interacts with the cats. He is present, even when the mother is. Why doesn't she notice it? Because he's the help. Because he is 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 a butler of some sort, uh, and and so he he helps around. And the cats being quite restless. He must have noticed the cats. He noticed the cats. And once they recognized that they were already noticed, well, what's the point of continuing the toy story like charade, Sean? And so him being the first one to recognize it allows it to almost be uh, that, that he is not like the others because he keeps the secret. Right. And he shows a genuine concern for them at all times. And you got to think that with all of the messes these banana cats make, Sean, surely the mama would the the human mother. She would know. She would recognize that something is up because everything is always a little bit askew unless it was either explained by another person in the house, the narrator, or him cleaning it. Him being a butler. It makes a lot of fucking sense, don't it, Sean? A, a modern-day
1: European-style butler in a traditional Japanese uh, suburban household. Makes perfect sense to me. I don't see why it hey, could be false.
0: It, it, it could be—I I don't know the the exact specifications of, of Japanese butling, but— But I'm sure they have an equivalent, and that's what I believe the narrator is. Otherwise, it would be horrendously rude and nonsensical for the mother character to always ignore him and for her to have no idea about any of the messes that are constantly made. He is not merely an observer, he is a part and a member of the household. It's the only way it makes any sense. However, there is an interesting note. Well, because as he often follows banania, it's shown when banania goes for walks he's almost surprised how familiar banania is with with everything around how comfortable he is and he hypothesizes because he does not know that banania must have gone on many walks before this leads me to believe that these episodes we see they're fairly close together and that This narrator has very recently been hired on. That explains why he doesn't know when the black banana cat came to be. He wasn't familiar with all of these walks, and he's still learning about these different relationships between these cats, some of which are very obvious when they're around each other, but he discovers for the first time in the moment. Huh. Well, what about the possibility of the narrator
1: being something completely inhuman? Isn't that a possibility in this world of magical talking banana
0: cats? Uh, while it is technically a possibility, I think we need to go with Occam's razor on this. We have to go with the simplest possible solution. Uh, by all accounts, he seems to speak like a human. The only other time that uh, that actual English or, or Japanese, rather, the only time where language is used is by other people. And so we, we are relatively safe in assuming that this is... Is another human, right? Uh, and and I'd be willing to hear other hypotheses because I will agree this isn't a hundred percent. This isn't proven by any means. However, I do believe all the evidence points to it, and that there's not sufficient evidence to claim otherwise.
1: Okay, I'll, let, let's just
0: say you're correct. What what does where does that leave us? Well, Sean, here are a, a few. Of my hangups and all of this, trying to figure it out because I'm thinking that they're likely to be genetically engineered or something like that. But but these people who buy the bananas, they they just don't realize. How don't they realize, right? Uh, and and that that's one flaw combined with an, another. Why are there Toy Story rules? Why don't they want to be recognized by the people? The mother, who has had many of these banana cats in her house, has kept them, and she has just not done anything with these banana cats? And even if we say that, on average, you get an episode uh, a day, and the whole thing, whole season takes two weeks only, it still is a bit strange why you would have a dozen different bananas, and yet you haven't done anything with any of them. Uh, But... Uh, uh, two questions that I have that I think most people won't ask. First of all, uh, they they are shown to eat, but they're never shown to poo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this leads to a terrifying conclusion. Um, the the only available orifice is their mouth. Oh God! So I think it goes in, it gets processed, it comes right out. Oh, it's sea cucumber rules. I don't like that. It's real fucking rough. But Sean, the question, the 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 piece of information. That most fucks with me and I think is the most fascinating and needs to be studied more. Oh, God. I think I know what you're talking about. Each of these cats, or at least many of them, they have their own individual items. Daddy cat has glasses. We have a black cat with, with uh, a bow. Also, uh, the, the, the female cat, she has a, a bow. She has a compact. She uh, we, we see the long-haired, narcissistic banana cat. Which is just you. Which is just me. He has a brush and a mirror. All of these are meant for their size, but the specific one that I find most interesting, Sean, because all of these, maybe maybe they're they're very, very uh, well-done doll pieces, though, to be as useful as they are to use as a compact or uh, that small of an actual useful mirror and brush, uh, it, it's going to, to be a pretty penny, and it doesn't seem like there's much there, but the newspaper, Sean. Daddy Cat is constantly seen reading newspapers, newspapers fit to his size. Not only does this mean that they have some sort of language in of themselves, it implies that they are literate in that language, at least Daddy Cat is, and someone or something is printing these banana cat newspapers, Sean. Oh my god, it's borrower rules. And then we we have we have uh, banana cat curry that that's made right. We have uh, a bunch of banana cat accessories on on uh, Elizabeth, another one of the foreign cats. We see this all of the time. It, it cannot just be a coincidence. I think that there is is a designer or developer for these these banana cats. Someone who is not only creating them. I believe them to be some sort of genetically modified creation because it's shown that they do have. Some cat instincts, however, those are suppressed from a normal cat, suppressed by a, a banana-like calmness, right? And so they seem to have <laughs> traits of both banana and cat, in it, and it seems to be biological, fundamentally. So I believe that someone out there has combined bananas into cats. They have made many of them on many different continents, and somehow, for some reason— I can't explain why they don't want to be found unless Sean the banana cats are sleeper agents and part of a worldwide conspiracy by whoever has developed these. The narrator has no idea. He is he he is an innocent boy who's just noticed and learned more than he ever should have, but all of these cats they're staying hidden. They're spreading across the globe. They are being raised independently in all of these situations. But eventually, Sean, I think they're going to be awoken, and I don't know what's going to happen when that does.
1: I just have one question, Remington. Yeah. Where did you get such a custom-made tinfoil hat? <laughs>
0: it's so nice. It's so shiny. It's much smoother than the others I've seen. Thank you, made it myself. <laughs> it makes it so that I'm not sheep like all of you. But that is my overall thesis uh whether you accept my final argument or not you got to admit i have a lot of different elements at play that are interesting I mean- i'm willing to hear to different arguments but I've presented a lot of information in a strong manner. Now you know, at very least, more about the narrator and his role, his relationship with the cats. You know more about the questions that you should be asking. You know more about banana cat biology than you did previous. So even if you don't follow me on my road to my conclusion, you at least have the ingredients to make your own.
1: All I can say is they follow fucking borrower rules and (laughs) that,
0: that in and of itself is frightening. But Sean, but Sean, this is a tragic tale, an adorably tragic tale, but a tragic tale. It's a tale of depression,
1: isn't it, Remington? Uh, uh,
0: not, not quite. It's, it's a tale of of wrestling with uh, with a sense of self, Sean. So, okay, so it is just about me. Then. <laughs> it's largely about you. Okay, uh, that's what I we're, thought. <laughs> we are introduced very early to our main banana cat, right? good old banana, and we see him watching television and we, we're, uh, we've are we already been told this, but he sees a, a chocolate-covered banana and that's all he wants to be. It's his idealized self. Meanwhile, uh, that, that's what happens when he's introduced to to his banana side. When he's introduced to a cat side, when he sees a cat outside wanting to get in. This could be, for all we know, his first chance at really connecting with a fellow cat. He merely shuts the blinds on it and goes back to sleep. This is a cat that's half banana, half cat, and yet he's trying to deny vehemently his side of things. Even when he sees a mouse, he tries to suppress his cat instincts, unlike the other mice who go buck wild when they see it immediately. He tries to suppress it, and it's only later when it is brought up. He tries to befriend the mouse before eventually going after it because his cat tendencies are too strong. He wants nothing more than to just be the perfect chocolatey banana, but he can never be because he is not just a banana, he is also a cat. He cannot deal with those two sides of himself so strongly wanting to just be one of them. But never being able to separate from the other side, and that's something that I think it's poetic, it's beautiful. It's something we've all felt before. We've all felt like we have an element of something perfect and pure and beautiful in ourselves, but that is being tarnished by by something, something dark, something, something destructive within ourselves. Whether it's it's that we we procrastinate, whether it's that we we struggle with with our anger or our decision making. We have that part of ourselves that we wish we could do without, but we can never transcend that, Sean. We can never go beyond the totality of what makes us us, and neither can banania. It's fucked out how racist the show is, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <I don't laughs> it's pretty. little messed It's, and it's pretty And also weirdly racist.
1: sexual at times,
0: I've yeah, to no, realize. Uh, I, I decided to go on a scientific and artistic analysis, though I think a Freudian analysis is also very available from... Uh, from really just pressuring up some toothpaste to finally splurge on out to uh making everyone nice and and soaking wet to uh to just bumping and bumping and bumping with your friends until finally a dangerous pop uh there's there, there, it, there's it's easy for a Freudian analysis here uh in which case uh we we can now understand why there's daddy banana but no mama banana why there's mama human but no daddy human. And uh, the inherently I, phallic shape of oh, bananas inherently. But oh, I oh. said I
1: wasn't doing a Freudian analysis. It's too late, Remington. It's recorded.
0: <laughs> Mama, Bana- Mama human couldn't fuck daddy banana, or at least she didn't get pregnant from what we've seen, if they did. Oh, God. These are banana cats, not banana cat humans or banana humans. That's the sequel series. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I, I didn't bring all of the answers that I wish to uh, I, I didn't reach 100% definitive conclusions. Maybe once we revisit it, watch the second season, I'll have more information to work from. But nonetheless, I hope that I have taken the information presented from Banania and been able to present my inferences and the things that I have noticed so that all of you burgeoning detectives out there can go on your own tasks, can learn, can discover. And just as we are urged to do, to make amazing discoveries about banana cats.
1: And I think, Remington, the most amazing discovery of all, throughout this entire year even, is that you're still a bit of a nutter. (laughs) And I think that works well for us.
0: Uh, It's it's all I got going for me, if
1: I'm honest. Oh my god, Remington, you do realize that was close to 30 minutes of Banana Cat Ramblings.
0: Banana Cat Ramblings is actually going to be the the name of my upcoming uh, EDM band. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, look forward to that, y'all. When we get uh, uh, th- when we get to to five hundred patrons on Patreon, I will make an EDM album. Oh God, uh, you know nothing about I music. Promise. <laughs> 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 I promise. I I make a lot of promises already. When we get to a hundred, I have to make like. Eight hours of Pokemon fuckability content, well, which is going to be one hell of a journey. Let's be reasonable,
1: Rem. Nobody's gonna. We're never gonna make it to a hundred patrons.
0: That that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, even more so, hoping that we don't reach five hundred because uh, I I would end up releasing the worst EDM album ever. Don't.
1: I don't know. Skrillex exists.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you you just bash him because you don't understand anything about him. Yeah. <laughs> just like banana and foreigners. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, hey, look, if a cat wants to produce cure, uh, curry from his peel, let him. That's what I say.
0: Oh, didn't know you felt that way, Sean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> look, man, I we just spent the last couple hours watching a, a show about cats that are also bananas. I'm fried. My brain is fried. I had to research this, and honestly... I still have lots of questions, and the answers that you've provided have been satisfactory to an extent, but at the same time... Not complete. Not complete. Like, where does
0: Baby Cat come from? Who are the parents of Baby Cat, Rem? Who? I'm not sure that they reproduce sexually. I'm not sure if they reproduce. But then how can you be a daddy cat if you don't have kids? Because he is dad-like, Sean, He doesn't—clearly, these are just the way the narrator has decided to name and describe them based on their behavior. Their names are not gospel truth.
1: But what about the clear uh, romantic intentions between uh, Bananyako, if I remember, that's how you say it, and the tabby cat and the long-haired narcissistic cat? There's clearly some kind of romance there. Uh, There certainly is. Wouldn't that— based on their animal uh, intelligence and instincts, provide some uh, credibility to the idea of sexual reproduction, or is that just
0: a leftover remnant of their genetic mashup? Well, first of all, they could be asexual but while not being aromantic, although it would be quite unusual for romantic yet not sexual cats to be out there. Yeah, cats specifically, guys. We're
1: talking about the cats specifically. uh, Yes,
0: there are are plenty of humans in that category. We're talking about cats right now. Uh, That being said they could be a leftover a holdover from from their genetics just like how uh, in our in our stupid monkey brains, we think, oh yes, give me as much carbs and sugar as humanly possible because otherwise I'm gonna die out in the savannah uh, and that that just isn't quite true so it could just come from that cat part of themselves even though it's not a possibility that yeah. being said this this is just a hypothesis this isn't what I'm saying is the case uh but I'm saying that as of now we haven't seen any evidence to believe that they they reproduce. Uh, Or reproduce sexually specifically.
1: Yeah, you're right about the monkey brain thing. I've never even been to Georgia. (laughs) Oh, fuck.
0: All right. Well,
1: here we are. <laughs> That's it, guys. We hit the low point of the podcast. What a perfect spot to end it. <laughs> happy, happy New Year, y'all. Happy New Year's. Yeah, hopefully, we'll get another year out of this. Otherwise, who knows what will happen. Maybe the cat conspirators will come after us finally. <laughs> We've cracked the code, guys. All the sleeper agents. Oh, man. But if you enjoyed uh, our uh, tinfoil hat experience, then please... Do us a favor and review us on whatever platform you listen on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, or Word of Mouth is the best way to grow. And on top of that, folks, we have a Patreon now. And guys, people actually joined it, which is an amazing thing. And we could not be any more grateful uh, to all of y'all. Uh, so grateful in fact that some of you have joined the tier to get a shout out on our show. And Remington, would you be willing to name these lovely people? Let them know how much we love and care about them.
0: Yes, but of course, I have it pulled up and ready, of course, because I am a capable member of this team.
1: Clearly you are, Remington, and that's why we keep you around. Not because of your mad cat theories, but because you're always prepared to appease our
0: loving fans. You at least had to know this was coming, right? Yes, but I still don't know how to view it. And so for for this week only, as a privilege to all of, of our early patrons, no, only this week, no. Dylan will be reading off uh, all all of of the shout outs because he's amazing, and and you won't hear his voice for the shout outs. So this is actually a privilege and not a sign that I am unprepared. <laughs> 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 Well, at least one of us is prepared. At our prestigious Shefino Musco tier, we have Saint. At our Boy Wizard tier, we have Brady Weinbarger. And at our Yandere Waifu tier, we have Zach Magnuson, Uliana, Sarah Birch, Rich Huffnagel, Leos123, Kazu Murako, Cassidy Justin, Hayden Lecker, Anonymous Gamer, and finally, and Miles To Go. <laughs> Thanks Dylan, that was great!
1: <laughs> You spent hours crafting your banana cat theory, but you can't have a list—a small list of that—of a couple of names. I got the list just to see who's who. Oh God,
0: Rem! Don't worry. We're supposed to be professionals, damn it. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll be proper professionals starting next decade. Uh, you're a dad. <laughs>
1: Without the kids. So really, <laughs> you're just a waste. Or I'm a daddy banana cat. I don't want to think about your daddy banana. If <laughs> <Ooh>. uh, <laughs> you so, guys would
0: like to contact us directly, whether it is for a comment, question, feedback, or recommendation, then you can either tweet us at AnimeConPod on Twitter or send an email over out to context at
1: gmail.com. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll have to see, but for now, just... Have a happy new year. That I can't even say the line anymore, Rem. Don't fuck your banana
0: cat. Uh. (laughs) Oh.